Uh, it's a cool uh, February 3rd. Uh, it's uh, 44 degrees in Mesa, Arizona. This is walk and talk number 95. Uh, lots of people are bundled up and it is definitely chilly. But it's not freezing as in some places like on the East Coast with lots and lots of cold weather. Uh, we're talking from James chapter 1 verse 13. James 1 13 and verse 16, 17, and 18. Uh, may not get to 18, but at least verse 13, 16, and 17. Uh, the title of this uh, walk and talk is Lies, Lies, and More Evil. So you're probably watching lots of people lying, lots of people dishonest lots of people uh, uh, they just do not want to to be truthful so we're talking about deception uh, we're talking about cheating we're talking about manipulation lies lies and more evil so James chapter 1 verse 16 makes the strong statement, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. So that statement assumes there is clarity. That statement assumes there's truth. So do not be deceived is a statement. There is fact and fiction. There is falsehood and truth. There's facts and misinformation, or facts, and even worse than misinformation, is lies, a distortion of the truth. So James chapter 1, verse 16, not verse 13, but verse 16, says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers and sisters. So we're talking to Christians, people who believe in absolute truth, people who believe the Bible is true, not false. We're talking to Christians who believe God is real and trustworthy and does not lie, that God is holy. So James is the brother of Jesus, and he says, do not be deceived my beloved brothers and sisters. So note, note the context, talking to people who believe in Jesus, but he's saying Christians can, can be deceived. Christians even can lie. So the challenge for each one of us is to recognize there are absolutes, Holiness does exist. Truth does exist. And it's easy for anybody to get caught up in lying or evil. So this is a talk about good versus evil. Not participating in evil, but practicing what's right, what's good. 
do not be deceived, my brothers, my beloved brothers and sisters, is a statement to you and me that evil deceives people. You can be deceived. That is saying that evil manipulates people. Evil destroys by lying. So you can, you're free not to lie, but Satan and evil is free to get you to lie. So God gave you a free will. You're not a robot. So when this little statement is, do not be deceived, beloved brothers and sisters, Christians can be deceived. Evil can deceive. You and I have to cross-examine what we believe and what we say. There is right, there is wrong, there are absolutes. Truth does exist. It doesn't matter what anybody else believes. The Bible assumes God exists. And when someone says to you, God does not exist, when someone says the Bible is not true, the Bible and God would say that that person is lying. To deny the facts, to deny the truth, is to be in a state of deception. So, what you have in verse 16 is a clear statement about how easy it is for us to be dishonest, to not be transparent, to, to be self-deceived or deceived by others with false information. I want you to look at verse 17 now. We'll come back to verse 13, but look at verse 17, James 1, 17. It immediately follows verse 16. Do not be deceived. So what do you think James is talking about? We'll come back to verse 13, but I want you to see verse 17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, that would be God, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Now just connect the dots. Verse 16. Verse 16 is dealing with deception, error. You can believe a lie. You can promote a lie. You can tell a lie. You can cheat. You can manipulate. And so verse 17 is talking about good things. So now you see that God only gives good, according to verse 17, coming down from the Father. Now, go back up to verse 13, James 1.13. Now, let's just connect the dots here. No one says, no one is to say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. When you put together verse 13, 16, and 17, what you have is Christians who are caught up in believing that God uses evil things to create problems for Christians, that God uses evil, that God lies, that God 
uses sin, that God uses temptation. No one is to say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God. So when you're tempted to lie or you're tempted to sin, when you're tempted to participate in something that you know is wrong, wrong as stated in the Bible, it's easy for us to think that God, let's just blame God. So verse 17 is saying, no, don't be deceived. God only can do good. So you have literally good things come from God. God can only give good things. God is good. He's not evil. God only gives truth. He never lies. We live in a world where we have said basically that God is not good. That the, the, the suffering that we see, the, the, the murders, the, the crimes, the, the hate, the hypocrisy, that somehow that's God's fault. And the passage is simply saying, don't be deceived. Do not think that God has anything to do with evil. God has only, his only mission is to advance good. Mankind, according to verse 13, gets caught up in evil. But literally, God is only caught up in good. We seem to have a, a constant battle wanting to blame, blame God for our problems, when we really need to be blaming evil, and perhaps more appropriately, ourselves. Because literally, verse 13 is simply saying, God is not tempting you, but you just need to look inside yourself. Evil is not all-powerful. Sin is not all-powerful. You do have a free will, I have a free will, and you can choose not to participate in gossip or slander. You can choose to be a, a humble person, not a bully. You can choose to participate in the good things that God has given on earth. You can offer a kind hand, you can offer gentleness, you can offer patience. These are good things. All of these good things comes from above, the Father of lights. And he loves, he loves to bless you. There is this idea that God hates you. There is this idea that God is against you. No, that's deception, that's evil, that's a lie. A lot of Christians get depressed because they have problems. And they want to take their problems out on God. They want to blame God for, for their deficiencies, for their mistakes, for their errors, for their sins. Understand what the verses are simply saying. God only brings good. Evil is real. Evil is not bigger than God. Evil cannot change God. 
God's almighty. He is above evil and evil will work to tempt you. And you have a choice when you see something that's false, when you see a lie, when you see a distortion of the truth, you have a choice whether or not to participate in that lie. Let me give you a couple of suggestions, if I may. Always remember, no matter what happens to you, God is good. God is not evil. Always remember that evil wants to replace good. When you look at all the lies that you see swirling around you or the evil in your community, in your, within your eyesight, within what you can hear, evil wants to destroy good. Now, you can put a face on evil and call, call that face Satan or the devil. I would say that's, that's true, but it's not the whole story. Anytime you choose to ignore God and participate in something like a lie, you're choosing to do evil. That's not because of Satan. That's not because of the devil. When you choose to be mean, when you choose to be uh, insensitive, that's your choice. Lots of people want to blame the devil on all their problems, or they want to blame God on their problems. I would gently say, a second suggestion, is don't, never blame God for any kind of evil experience around you or in your life. Never blame God. God can only bring good to you. And God has been showering good. So don't be deceived. Don't somehow think that God can participate in evil. He cannot. Can, can God overcome evil? Yes. The crucifixion of Jesus. Satan thought he had a victory. But God had a plan for atonement, for forgiveness, for sacrificial forgiveness. And the resurrection would follow the crucifixion. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. We live in a world where there's no absolutes, right? Everybody wants to change the definition. Everybody wants to give... Uh, new definitions at will to whatever they want. They just want to declare, make a declaration, and it, and it becomes fact. The problem is, sooner or later, that deception or that absence of absolutes creates self-destruction. You cannot live very long denying the facts. Evil seeks to destroy. That's a third thing to remember. Any lie, any half-truth, any manipulation, any deception will only create more problems for you. That phrase in the Bible, the truth will set you free, you must remember it. God is asking every Christian 
Jesus wants every Christian to be honest, to be transparent, uh, to speak the truth graciously. You say, Roger, I need I, grace. Graciously doesn't get it. Okay, just remind yourself how gracious God is to you. Remind yourself how gracious, how merciful Jesus is to you. You're not responsible for somebody else's bad behavior, and you're not responsible for changing people. So a lot of us participate in a lie or evil or deception because we, we think that we need to fight fire with, with fire or evil with evil. Just remind yourself every day, evil wants to destroy good. And we have the privilege as Christians to lift up the goodness of God. That would include all of his commandments, the Ten Commandments. That would include everything in the Old Testament, the New Testament that is relevant to the Christian today. Just the concept of speaking the truth in kindness, with mercy, with grace. That may not accomplish what you want to accomplish, but I'm just gently saying that to give, to participate in lying and more lying, to participate in evil, whatever form of evil you want to talk about, will create more problems for you. The truth will set you free. You want to be an honest person. You want to be a gracious person. You want to be a person that's transparent. You, you, don't, you, you can't agree with everyone, but you can speak the truth in love. As God sent Jesus to earth, as Jesus is living on earth, many individuals disagreed with him. Uh, violently, they disagreed with him. But Jesus kept offering forgiveness. Now, he also offered truth. In a world that keeps changing definitions, you stay consistent with the definitions that God has given in the Bible. You don't want to compromise. You don't want to deceive. You don't want to manipulate truth. You don't want to participate in lies or evil. You want to get caught up in following the example of Jesus. And Jesus stood his ground. He wasn't going to participate in a lie and was gracious. He was kind. Yes, it was, it was hurtful. Yes, there, there was a lot of bad things that happened. But we live in an age where, where truth now is twisted. And it's a half-truth or a quarter-truth. And it's manipulated. And truth from God's point of view in the Bible can quickly be abandoned. Remind yourself, every good thing, every good thing that we enjoy, 
does not come from evil. It comes from God. Evil produces heartbreak. Evil produces more problems. Not good problems, more problems. And it doesn't take long to recognize that there needs to be absolutes. There needs to be structure. There needs to be ethics. There needs to be morality, but not your morality or my morality. It would be the ethics, the morality of Jesus. It's an amazing when you look at what the Bible a book that was written 2,000 years ago. It's just amazing to see the relevancy of it. Remind yourself, evil is real. And evil will lie to deny the truth. Evil is not bigger than God. And God is separate from evil. Evil cannot change God. God is almighty. His goodness is constantly being showered on us. Don't get caught up in deception or manipulation. You're free not to lie. You're also free to lie. That's called free will. You're free to make up your own definitions, your own philosophies. That's a gift from God called free will. But God says to you gently, believe me. He tries to convince you by sending Jesus Christ to be crucified for your deception, your lies. And he crucifies Jesus and he says, I love you. I'll forgive you. Now follow me. It is amazing when I think of the love of God, the patience of God, when I think of the goodness around us, just the ability to read the Bible, just the ability to have the Bible, the ability to help a neighbor, to be kind, to be gentle, not to be evil. This is Walk and Talk 95, February 3rd. Uh, we want to invite you uh, this coming Sunday to uh, one of our worship services, uh, 830, 930, and 11. And we invite you, uh, some of them are online, plus we have a 6 p.m. Uh, it's just an amazing to see how we live in a constant privilege of offering kindness. Have a great day. See ya.